Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This is a Lip Media Podcast. We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we are recording. We pay our respects to the elders past and present and the Aboriginal elders of other communities who may be listening today. Welcome to The Gays Are Revolting, a definitive weekly news source for contemporary gays. We put the G in LGBTQIA+, and we're here to help you be the best G you can be. And give us a shout out on Instagram at GaysRevoltingPod, or join our Facebook group. And so, welcome and hello everybody. Hello, hello, hello. hello. <laughs> so we're down one person today due to the comedy festival, oh. but the important people are here. <laughs> First off, I want to say congratulations to Kyle for his new promotion. Oh. He's now the official drink tester at Puff Dog. Oh. <laughs> Too soon? <laughs> I'm sorry. It's alright, it's alright. I'm sorry. I'm glad it's you're fine. here. It's in the and I also wanted to shout out to my other host, Mikey. Now you're working six days a week yeah. at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Technically, you're the second hardest working member of our team after Tom's prep prescription. Oh, <laughs> that I was a double it. read. He wasn't even here to hear it. That was oh, spicy, spicy. <laughs> <laughs> she bring it to you oh, every ball. Oh. She's serving that. <laughs> I had a huge raging house party at mine on Saturday. It was neon themed. We replaced all the lights with black oh, lights I saw in the that house. On your and we we had yeah. um glowing jelly shots. It looks so cool. It looked like one of those like influencers parties. Yeah. That you <laughs> <laughs> totally. Thank you so much. Oh. <laughs> oh. It was it was fun. It was no. great. Actually, it's been a very crazy time because I don't know if you guys believe this, but Mercury has literally just come out of retrograde. Oh, has it? Okay. Yeah. Is that even me? <laughs> like, I've never understood what people... No, I don't understand Metro- either. Metro- <laughs> Mercury in retrograde means people be popping. Oh, okay. Basically, people be popping, things be <laughs> going be wrong. <laughs> it's just like the worst time of year, yeah. especially if you work in mental health. And so it's been all hands on deck. I'm really excited. I'm going to go see Country Ladies on Thursday with our Tom oh. in his granny form. Very exciting. <laughs> Giving yeah. us the larfs. No, it, looks, it looks really good. And from what Tom has told us, it is yeah. going to be I'm a granny a belly buster. For sure. <laughs> a belly, bus- a belly, a belly buster. buster. That's what's on Luke's grinder profile. <laughs> that was my nickname oh, in prison. Oh, goodness. <laughs> 
We have a topic that people like us to talk about, and I feel like not everyone likes to talk about. But Tom's not here, so <laughs> ah. Drag Race season eleven. Yeah. Oh. Where are we up to? How are you guys feeling about uh, it? All? I'm so. I feel like, like there's so much to unpack. I feel like we're on a slow decline at the moment. Oh really? For sure. I feel like, like I've just started getting into this season now because yeah. I'm like, oh, there's you kind of have to wait for like the nobodies to be weeded out, yeah, and yeah, then like yeah. you start focusing on some of the actual characters when Silky gives them a chance to yeah. like speak. <laughs> but, but do you think? Soju. I am so inf- sad Soju oh, left first. first out. <laughs> was I was really rooting for Soju. Me too. And their assist queen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was too soon for her to be on the show. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I hope she comes back for an All-Stars, but not an All-Stars that comes on directly after the season. Yeah. I think drag race fatigue is a real thing that yeah. affects Absolutely. our community. Uh-huh. And it's <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. This season, I do enjoy Plastique mm. for my cute. Asian Beautiful. representation. Yeah. So the most recent episode had uh-huh. this critique of plastique yeah, that she mean. wasn't showing en- enough personality. Yeah. She's got that plot line of mm-hmm. being a midway out yeah. nothing queen. Yeah, she's in, beautiful. In my opinion, it was a design challenge where they just had to make out well, that's it. that yeah. looked good yeah. and she did the damn challenge. Yeah. She did. And I liked how like she, she was, showed them. Like they were all yeah. like reading her and saying that she's going to present the same look. And then yeah, she had like yeah. killer makeup and awesome oh, outfits. She looked amazing. She looked so good. She's probably my favorite remaining queen. Yeah. Okay, but yeah. I am... Feeling a bit nervous about mm. the winning white plot yeah. line that seems to be. Well, going this season to has yeah. like the most representation, doesn't it? Well, Something yeah, like there, there are the most people of color in a yeah. regular season. Mm-hmm. I definitely think that my favorite mm-hmm. is Evie Oddly at the moment. <gasps> oh, oh yeah, yeah. I forgot sure. about Evie. Actually, I, like, yeah. I can definitely see her winning just by being herself, like being very like, like the Sharon like, Needles kind yeah, of like, different, yeah, quirky, yeah. just killing I it. Didn't every challenge. love the dinosaur thing. I don't know what everyone is racking on about. I loved it. Because I was, it was very hilarious. confused by it. Like it was funny. But I was just like, it wasn't like amazing. It, it really highlighted. You've seen mm. Dragula. Yeah, yeah. I don't oh, know I haven't if you've seen it's Dragula. It's very. It's Dragula, that. The yeah. most recent challenge was like a Halloween themed uh-huh. spooky yuki bowl challenge. And it really was like, okay. The Dragula girls must be reading these girls for filth at home. Because this is what they do every week on Dragula. And they go full prosthetics. They get birth on the stage. Blood. Yuck. I I love that Michelle Visage wasn't able to say your outfit looks costumey because it was supposed to be costumey. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, She's probably just like. (laughs) What do you think about the romantic What's it called? Banji? No. What's it? Brandy. Brandy. It's so weird that it's taken this long for a romance to happen, I feel. Has it happened? Before? I mean, no, but I don't think there has been a romance before, but I can totally understand why there hasn't been because they're so focused yeah. on winning the competition. Like, I we're think, not here for anything else. Yeah. Like, I want the money. I want the crown. This I is think not it's RuPaul's, RuPaul's best friend. Yeah, really that's race. it. And, like, I think it's really cute to it's see. It's so cute. Like, but also, do you think it's legit? I, don't I would. Know. I think it's a very smart tactic. This is like the fucking Hunger Games with Peter Malak yeah. and Katniss Everdeen that's and they're it. pretending. But, like, because yeah. on their social media, they are posting stuff together. Yeah, like, they're playing it up. Yeah, like, planting things didn't, here and there. Well, didn't Vanji to... say something about, like, put your snake around my neck or something because he posted a picture? <laughs> well, according to Nancy Drews, they've already broken up. Oh, oh. You're all about the weird black... Like, I, I want to know their license web. plate numbers. Like, yeah. you know all the background <laughs> story. Like yeah. Mikey said, in mm. the past, they didn't have time for relationships. No. Yeah. Because social media and your branding mm-hmm. outside yeah. of Drag Race was not that big of a deal season yeah. two and three. But now you got to come in. You've got to have a plot line. Mm, yeah. You have to have something to sell. Be prepared. Yeah. And you have to have something that's going to keep you around. That's you it. know, like, I don't have a leg. <laughs> or, yeah. or, you know, I'm, I'm, 
I'm Christian. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Speaking of, what do you think of Mercedes with the Muslim? Really oh, poorly, yeah. poorly handled. Yeah, because yeah, she didn't want to talk about it. Anyone who is biracial or yeah. of a different faith mm-hmm. probably winced and knows the yeah. exact feeling when you were in a room yeah. surrounded by white people. White. Yeah. And they asked you to explain yeah. how your very, life could even be. Very intimidating. For sure. So I did totally empathize with Mercedes in yeah. that moment. The next episode, when she started explaining some of her faith, I knew immediately she was going home that week. Yeah, they're well, like, yeah. well, we got to give her something. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And it was just a shame for the first, I think, openly Muslim contestant. Yeah. Her sort of narrative mm-hmm. arc has been summed up with her saying, Muslim is not terrorist. Yeah. And not giving her enough time or yeah, making no, the environment comfortable enough mm-hmm. for her to be um, really like, open about her yeah. faith. The most memorable thing she said was opulence. <laughs> opulence. You earn everything. Well, that yeah. is probably the best thing to come out of this. Yeah. Episode, <laughs> I feel like every episode there's something else that's yeah. like, this big dramatic thing is happening. Like, I that's have silky. this like, muscle disease and oh, oh, yeah. I have a cyst. And like, I feel like yeah. every They're always trying to something. one up each other with yeah, something. Yeah, it's just, I feel like it's getting a bit tired. Are you into Silky? Yeah, I get what she's doing. Yeah. I don't like when queens come into the show and they try to force their merch and their sayings and like brown cow <laughs> stunning like you know just trying to yeah. really push it and it doesn't seem genuine or natural at all she doesn't have a catchphrase yet does she yeah yeah, yeah. in the first episode she was just like attitude check and no, and one, no one said was nothing into it. Like, yeah, and so that tried. didn't go very far did it <laughs> yeah that was funny. what i find really interesting is Probably one of the signs that the producers are a little mm. out of touch with mm-hmm. what we actually like about Drag Race is that these opulence <laughs> yeah. moments and the Miss Vanjie moment yeah. from the last season are purely unscripted, yeah, it's random all the most things weird things yeah. that have none of the like funny sound effects added yeah. to it. It's yeah. not the focus, uh-huh. but in their minds, they're spending all their time focusing on, say, Silky being too mm-hmm. loud and obnoxious, yeah. thinking yeah. that's what we want to watch. Mm. But really, we want 40 minutes of opulence. Yeah, <laughs> and, and those stupid moments mm-hmm. from yeah. Drag Race history, that's the stuff that's getting maimed and for going sure. out of control, but they're not looking for it because yeah. they've set mm. up too much other stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, we've they, got this couple over here. We've got a, a fucking celebrity mm. coming in to, <laughs> yeah. to do something. I hope Banji wins. So who do you guys think is top three? Oof. I've got my pick. The like three white go. ones? I think, <laughs> I think I would say Vanjie, Brooklyn Heights. Vanjie will be out. Mm. Oh, um, uh, Evie so Oddly. Yeah. yeah, Evie Oddly, I'd say, is the third one. I'd say top three would be Evie Oddly, mm-hmm. Brooklyn Heights, mm-hmm. and Akira. You reckon Akira? I'm calling it. You guys can, like, timestamp me on this okay. and pull me okay. up for yeah. later. But I think she's getting the underdog edit. Okay. Where oh, she's not they, really like, there. there. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. she's getting her interview bits mm-hmm. every episode That's where it. she's wearing that cool hat. She, she, pull it she out looks at, like, so different in episodes. boy form and girl form. But she's all over the episodes. They're just yeah. waiting for her to like to get her in there. Get her in there. And then the yeah. last half of the season will yeah. be. Her explode. Yeah, that's a good theory. I uh-huh. like that. I think Let's my, see. for me, Evie Oddly for sure, mm-hmm. Brooklyn Heights, and I really, really want Nina West to be. <gasps> Nina in the West top. is so good. That like, plant outfit she yeah, wore yeah, was so good. so good. I feel like if Tom had a favorite, it would absolutely be Nina West because yeah. she's so like campy. Like a lot of drag queens, I think, focus on just being the visual pretty now. Yeah. And she's like very campy and comedy and yeah. like smart. Yeah, I like that's that it. side as well. What did you think about her bullying? story to me i I like i can appreciate that that was an awful thing that happened to nina west Mm. but it did feel like this is a story we've heard on drag race 
mm. before. Mm-hmm. And I think it really highlighted the difference with Mercedes being in the room, yeah. the first ever Muslim queen, mm-hmm. just getting like pushed into the corner to hear another white yep. queen talk about yeah, being bullied true. in college from a mm-hmm. position of like relative privilege. Yeah. You know, to Do be- you think Mercedes could articulate that well enough though? Well, they could have subtitled it yeah. and let yeah. us speak her language. That's true. You like know, a, like, yeah. it, it just shows again, mm-hmm. like, that wasn't a comfortable environment for yeah. someone who has English as a second language. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I remembered watching that and being like, but she's right there. Yeah. I want to like, hear... This is the story we haven't heard. I yeah. want to hear this story, because mm-hmm. that's something mm-hmm. we haven't seen on the show before. Oh, yeah. Do you see they had Troy Sivan as one of the guests? <laughs> you <laughs> love Troy, don't you, Luke? Your favorite. Oh. <laughs> Troy kind of symbolizes to me everything I dislike about why? <laughs> the LGBT community oh, at the why? moment. I, I just think he's a poster boy for white privilege. Yeah. And it, he's kind of like that watered down version of mm-hmm. gay culture. You know, this thing of like, oh, now I'm going to wear like bondage straps over my yeah. like dress shirt. Yeah. Being this like watered down actual Black version respect. of BDSM culture. And yeah. like, oh, I'm going to dye my hair blonde and like, yeah. maybe I'll wear heels yeah, as like this edgy. watered down version yeah. of androgyny mm-hmm. and gender fuck. And it just encapsulates all into one very small white boy. He's everywhere. And I feel like all of our devices know we're gay. Mm-hmm. Like our phones know we're gay and our like trams know we're gay. Yeah. So everywhere I go, it's like, hey, listen to Troy. You're like, I don't want to. <laughs> you know? And I watch TV shows and uh, suddenly Troy Savan's there. Yeah. And I, I, I listen to, to Lizzo and then yeah. Troy's on next. I listen to Charlie XCX and, oh, he's on the track. <laughs> oh I'm like, oh, yeah. You don't like 1999? I like everything except for like except 10 for Troy, seconds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so uh, unnecessary. He doesn't need to yeah, be on that yeah. track. I feel like I can't not like him because he's South African Australian. So I have kinship with him. I love Tiffany Pollard. Let's talk <gasps> oh, yeah, about okay. Okay. Tiffany Pollard talking about her vagina in Untucked. What is Tiffany? Amazing. What Is she famous from a reality show? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So she did is she that TV. famous like kind of gif when she's like brandishing the knife with the apple? Have you seen uh, that? Yeah. So That's she's her. been on Flavor. Flavor of Love. Yes, Flavor of Love. Um, she's also been on Celebrity Big Brother. Yeah. yeah. She also she had right in. her own version of The Good Life, okay. which is yeah. Tiffany Pollard Goes to Work, I think uh, it was called. Yeah. Which has oh, The incredible... Simple Life, you mean? Oh, The Simple Life. Like with yeah, Patrick yeah. and Nicole Richie. Yeah, oh. where they made her work like I fast watch food that. and stuff, and that was that. incredible. She should just be a judge on Drag Race. Oh, all the time. Every she's yeah. pretty week. One of my favorite gifts of Tiffany Pollard is when, like, she's in the Big Brother house and she's just out smoking by herself with her sunnies on. Mm. And all of a sudden she just starts, like, laughing. She's like, I think I it's just that like one. the funniest thing. I'm just oh like, my oh, God. girl, me every day. <laughs> in my mind, there are like two categories for yeah. Drag Race judges. One, you either mm-hmm. need to have some sort of drag knowledge mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to validate you being there in the first place and yeah, critiquing these people or you have to be extremely fucking entertaining like to be yes. and these people like Cara Delevingne that sort of fit into neither of those yeah. or who are some of the other bomb judges that there have been had? some real oh Shania Twain was a terrible judge she said like nothing she had no personality yeah that's what I really like about, and I'm going to plug it again, but what I like about Drag Race Thailand yeah. is that all of the judges have very strong opinions about drag. Yeah. They will openly read the contestants <laughs> in a very Thailand way. Yeah. And they'll just be like, this is a tired look, this corset thing. Oh, Everyone yeah. does it. I'm sick of it. I hate 
that oh you've worn it. Oh no! And, and oh. who actually have opinions? Yeah. Um, and yeah. either have some knowledge of fashion design. They have a lot of fashion designers. So do, do yeah. they get Thai celebrities as guest judges? Yeah, too? and they get some big name That's Thai cool. celebrities too. So there was a case in Melbourne that came out, was it last week, the week before, about a man on Grinder who was being blackmailed. They are with a female mm-hmm. partner um, and they like to hook up with men on the side. And so like he had gotten chatting to this guy and this guy yeah. had found out about his life and decided to blackmail him for money. This case went to court and the man that was blackmailing this guy narrowly escaped being mm-hmm. put in jail for blackmail for blackmail yeah. he has like heaps of community service yeah, yeah. so yeah. blackmail is illegal yes yes blackmail is illegal but yeah he's got something like 300 hours of community service wow. what do you guys think about chatting with like blank profiles and have you had it <laughs> <laughs> you, you are a blank Love profile it. aren't you yeah <laughs> my type is silhouette silhouette oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a nice silhouette um, usually with just like one personal detail Oh, yeah. They keep the mystery alive. Like just hung. (laughs) Yeah. Or sometimes just the emoji arrow symbol pointing up or down. That's enough. Yeah, yeah. I like them. It brings back, you're right, that mystery into life. (laughs) What is it? Will I die? Will I live? (laughs) (laughs) What is. You can get some real surprises if you'll message a blank profile. Would you message a blank profile or are we talking about if you receive messages from a blank profile? Both, you, yes. Because yes. I remember back when I was on the apps, like when you'd go through the phases of deleting all your apps and then you're yeah. like, oh, okay, maybe we'll try it again. And then you just like download the app but don't upload any information or don't have yeah. a picture or maybe just have your age. And then you kind of just scope and see what's out there. Yeah, and yeah. you get a lot of people messaging you as a blank profile. Yeah. And you're like, and mm. I, I remember messaging people and just being like, you don't even know what I look like or anything about yeah. me. What is enticing you here? Mystery is mystery. Yeah, I guess yeah, people just sure. like, and also proximity, I guess. Oh, you're nearby. Let's do it. I don't care what we'll, you are. We'll take <laughs> our chances. Yeah, that's very weird to me. I think too, you kind of want to know why mm-hmm. they're blank. Yeah. You, yeah, you totally. know, it's it's like an unanswered question. Yeah, like you want to know going on? what's uh, going on. They're like, mm, this is some yeah. sexy straight man. Yeah, yeah. Or is this someone experimenting, someone yeah. in the on closet, the DL, sure. on the DL? And that's enticing. Yeah, I think some it, people yeah. into that. So, yeah, that's like a straight guy. Fantasy that yeah. you can have with these blank profiles. I had a blank profile when uh-huh. I was on the apps. Yeah. Because through work, yeah. I like needed a certain level of anonymity. Um, anonymity. Oh, I've never thought about that either. Yeah. Like people's oh, jobs, true. like not being able to put themselves on these. Yeah, apps absolutely. Of work. Yeah. There's a level of confidentiality mm-hmm. with our clients. It yeah, just yeah. wasn't, it's not appropriate. I They're think. like, Luke, please stop hooking up with the clients. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I had yeah. a blank profile for a while and, and, it was a bit of an eye opener mm-hmm. in that you usually get in the rhythm of saying hi and then sending yeah. the yeah. three face pics. Uh-huh. And I don't think everyone's face quite... pics, Luke. <laughs> face pics. <laughs> well, that's it. That's my. Below Let's get real now. <laughs> that's like my absolute favorite thing. It makes me laugh so much when you message a blank profile and you're like, hey, cool, you're mm. nearby, you're roughly the mm. demographic. Have you roughly got. The demographic. <laughs> you're human. Ha- have, has you, a pulse. have you got any photos? Yeah. And they'll send like three cockpits at different angles. Oh, yeah. And like, no, I no. actually want to see you. Or like face. a blurry as fuck photo taken on like the first Nokia ever. Oh, <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, you're yeah. really playing hard to uh-huh. get yeah. here. 
And like, is it worth it? Yeah. Sometimes yeah, the challenge worry. is like, <laughs> should yeah. I just go and see what happens? Like, yeah. <laughs> oh no! Fuck no! I wouldn't. Nah, I would never do that. Do you think, to an extent, the anonymity of a blank profile? I'm so impressed with how easily you can say that word. <laughs> I say it a lot in my. <laughs> <laughs> do you think the anonymity of a blank profile mm. is also a way for people to shirk the social responsibilities of being a decent? human being oh, totally. yeah. yeah if i don't have a face on my profile you've just seen yeah. keyboard worries and it's like the same on like the yeah. internet in general yeah. <laughs> like, so you can't identify me so I'm yeah just gonna go so i can say it. whatever the fuck off. i want yeah. yeah have you ever gone off have i gone off at somebody yes no because i see it as defeat and it's just like okay well obviously this is going to like there's no yeah. point in doing anything like where's it going to get you in the history of mankind mm. has anyone said at the 30th message <laughs> hold on like oh i'm really getting through this is the one i, I know it i know it <laughs> i might be wrong here yeah, yeah. i think i've found it's always that, that 30th message <laughs> yeah. I, I i can't believe it yeah sometimes if i see the blue or whatever it is mm. what's the like received color i don't know be like if you're if you're counting up the blues and oh, you're yeah. not getting a response. You yeah. you got to back away from this. Yeah, this horse is dead. Now on Grindr, it's seen, right? You can see seen. I have no I idea. I don't know. Oh wait, yeah, you, yeah. I don't know why I'm asking you. <laughs> hey, single Luke. person, <laughs> Luke. Why don't pay for it? I'm oh, do you have so, to pay for that? For that I, I think so. I've oh. never seen it. Do you have to pay to let someone know that you're ignoring them? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty useful. <laughs> that feature alone in any app yeah. freaks yeah. me. No, out. do you know what I like to do? I like to type the word "scene" and send it. <laughs> 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 I do that on Facebook that. Messenger. I'm like, yeah. it's not even passive. It's just aggressive, aggressive. <laughs> I just type C. <laughs> cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does, they charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So we've got a very exciting next segment up on the show tonight. Joel Kim Booster is an American comedian who's here for the Melbourne Comedy Festival. Variety actually has dubbed him the comic to watch for 2018. <laughs> and he's featured on The Late Late Show with James Corden, Conan O'Brien. He's been on Netflix. We all have Netflix, right? <laughs> I think you made it when you got on Netflix. Netflix. Yeah, Comedy Central and more. So, Joel, thank you for coming thank in tonight. You. Yeah, thank it's so, you so sad much. that I was the comic to watch in 2018, and it is now famously 2019. Yeah, yes. no it depends longer, on what time. No <laughs> longer being watched by Variety, I guess. Oh. Um, but thank you so much for having me. I'm yeah, so excited no, to be great. here. Our pleasure. And sorry for greeting you yeah, with a weapon. Yeah, he <laughs> greeted me with the, like saw uh, <laughs> pliers. I 
fully expected to just wake up in a, a bathtub full of ice. Yes. Yeah, that might still happen. <laughs> <laughs> the night is young. Anything is um, possible. So welcome to Australia, Joel. Thank you. Uh, how long have you been here? I've been here, oh, I guess a week tomorrow. Oh, okay. Yeah. And is it your first time in Australia? No, this is my third. Oh. Uh, I was at the fest last year for two weeks. And then I was at the year before that, I want to say, I was I did a gala in Sydney for yeah. Mardi Gras, awesome. which oh. I did not know was your gay pride. <laughs> Oh, really? I was literally <laughs> oh, yeah. in a cab a from the airport, and I was telling him, I'm like, yeah, here to perform at Mardi Gras. And like, Mardi Gras is pretty gay in the US too, but it's yeah. okay. more so just for everybody. Yeah. And I had no idea that you guys had like stealthily just called it Mardi Gras yeah, and then it taken it away from everyone else. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I really love I love that. I yeah. Do. Um, and I had a blast. In yeah. Gras, and you're loving Australia? Do you like I it? I am. Yeah, yeah. I think I prefer Melbourne a little bit. Yes. I don't know if that's. Don't good. we all? I don't know <laughs> if that is a controversial <laughs> opinion or not. No, but, it's not. Yeah, I mean, Melbourne, it's, it, it seems like a city. I, I don't know. I like that. Sydney felt like a mall, you know? Like, oh, it just yeah. felt like a giant I mall. Two gorgeous <laughs> beaches. Have um, you done, like, the Tim Tams thing, Vegemite, all that kind of uh, Yes, stuff. I've done it all. I brought a bunch of Vegemite home. Oh, okay. Actually, really? So you're actually that into I it. I still that... have a, yeah, I still have a jar Great. Uh, at home that I'll use. Usually only when I'm stoned to create oh. some <laughs> strange yeah. flavor profile on some, like, I mean, I do like it, but I'm yeah. not eating a lot of, like, bread and Vegemite yeah. in the morning it's usually like oh some <laughs> weird thing this like McDonald's fries dunk <laughs> okay oh, that's yeah, one yeah. I haven't tried it's so good. good Australian meth too you gotta give that Whoa. oh my goodness <laughs> that you know, it is Doesn't... funny that you mentioned that because... <laughs> oh wow no I, it's, uh, I came here one of the biggest str- I have a joke right now do you guys know what bath salts are yeah, yeah. oh absolutely wait that's okay. the one that makes yeah, people yeah. eat other people's faces yes. right yeah, okay like, one person's face okay well that's how I remember <laughs> no it's wild because like i asked around and you guys are the first people and it's probably just because you're like gay and like keyed in yeah. to, like, <laughs> culture and you know that what's, co- what's going on but uh, i have a joke that the joke is that i thought i i did meth and i luckily <laughs> did not do meth and then the, the punch one of the punchlines of the joke is like it was actually bath salts yeah oh. and no one knew what it, i did they did it the first show yeah. here oh. and just crickets so then I found out I had to substitute it with I didn't do meth I did ice and, yeah. Yeah, and now the audience yeah. is Taylor it's sort of like <laughs> go crazy but the, it bothers me as a, a pedant because I'm like ice is meth that's yeah, all right. it yeah yeah that's what so it is. it's not like, <laughs> bath salts isn't meth it's much better than meth I think uh, <laughs> we are an educational show here. Just, you're learning we so like much listeners <laughs> bath salts are crazy though you have to think that had to be a gay person that figured out is it literal bath like I'm confused no. it's methadrone like, why is it called bath salts I don't know why it's called bath salts but it is called meth okay. in the UK which mm. is dangerous you see why I thought yeah. I almost yeah. did meth um, <laughs> you didn't feel any yeah. I did not feel the need to eat anyone's face. That's that's Um, a relief. So you heard it here first on the gays are revolting. Try bath salts. (laughs) Oh my god, I do not. Uh, uh, So Joel, you were born in South Korea. I was before being adopted by a very white and very religious family from Illinois in the United States, where you were homeschooled by your dad, who was an evangelical pastor. Being a little gay boy, that doesn't sound (laughs) very enjoyable. But what was it like? growing up no I mean it wasn't great like my dad was not like an official pastor he had a real job Mm -hmm. but we just like had church in our home so Mm -hmm. he was sort of the de facto pastor and I mean it wasn't ideal Mm -hmm. honestly but like isn't I feel like looking back on it now and I have I have like a fine relationship with my parents it is like 
the thing that makes our culture you mm -hmm. know like the experience of hiding for x amount of years in your yeah. own family <laughs> i mean it's why we have this sort of like shared experience as a culture yeah. right now and i wonder how it's going to change with like kids coming out earlier and earlier mm -hmm. and, and it's it's something that we share even i even my friends who had really accepting like yeah. lefty progressive parents had trouble yeah out. totally and it's like those years when you're like especially as an adolescent slowly realizing that mm -hmm. you even have to come out yeah like that's yeah. something that's that straight thing. kids do never have to no. come mm -hmm. to terms with even if you were in a family that accepts you it is like something at one point that you just have to like consciously be like okay i'm gonna you're... have to share this with everyone yeah um, totally. and that sort of hiding for however many years i think is mm. formative for so many of us and yeah it sucks in the moment but i'm so thankful for it now because i'm so much more interested yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it becomes part of our value system as well totally. is, is mm. that when we do come out, you know, it's a bad RuPaul quote but about like <laughs> picking your own families and mm. things like yeah. that. Yeah. To an extent you come out and, and you take stock of who you are and where you are in life and you make better choices because we do have that experience yeah. of like mm. we had to kind of live half a life yeah for so, yeah. For so yeah. long Definitely. and we don't want to do that well anymore. And, and i think that is where you see the schism sort of in our community like the main sort of divide amongst gay men i think is like there are gay men like me who are very like free living and like open sexually and progressive and like whatever i do as long as it's not harming someone else i don't think it should be it yeah. should matter and it should yeah. and like i can fuck as many guys as i want and like do as much gross shit on the weekends as I want and I have a job and I'm kind empathetic person and I'm doing well and it's not out of you know and like mm. I should still have the right to be married and then Absolutely. there's a whole yeah. other section of our community that's like no we have to show them that we're not fucked up freaks yeah. and be as normal as absolutely possible yeah. because we have to be able to deserve these rights. Otherwise, if we don't prove to them that we deserve, and it's like, well, it shouldn't matter. No, there are yeah, shitheads, there are straight shitheads too, and they still get to get married, you know, and yeah, or totally. not get fired for being straight. And I think that's where it comes from is yeah. the, that chat, there's people who mm -hmm. resent having to have to have come out mm -hmm. because that's, they feel yeah. so normal yeah. otherwise. That's, that's kind of Kyle's gig on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I kind of relate to you know i'm half asian half australian okay thank and you for solving that mystery yeah, <laughs> yeah i look at you and i say that's not a white person well, me. Wait, <laughs> me. we actually talked on the way here about how we try to oh where are you from <laughs> yeah, yeah the where are you from just chat. freak out white people by, <laughs> by refusing to answer the where are you from question correctly it, it was very interesting to me, especially coming out, seeing the difference in like the Australian mentality mm -hmm. as well as mm -hmm. the Filipino, which was much more, it was a Catholic background, mm -hmm. so it was a bit more rigid. How did your parents, well, your adopted parents take coming out being white and, and religious? Uh, I mean, here's the thing is that I think, especially when I was in my early 20s and in high school when it was going on, I really wanted to cast them as like villains. Oh, yeah. Sort absolutely. of like not getting it. And like, they never said like, you know, no son of ours, but they were clearly unhappy with it and they didn't accept it. And I think like even into my early 20s were sort of like asking me if I was like going to church or like had a girlfriend and like, they didn't kick me out. I it, Our relationship was just so toxic that I moved out when I was 17. Mm -hmm. I haven't gone home for Christmas or thanksgiving or any of those big holidays ever since and i tell people that and people are like oh that's sad and for me you know it might have been at one point but my relationship with my parents at this point is sort of i've gotten to this point where i stopped asking them for things they could not provide me mm -hmm. yeah. emotionally 
and as a family and you were talking about chosen family earlier i've filled in the gaps with other people in my life i don't think that's an an intrinsically sad thing like not Mm. every parent can be everything to every kid and if you find if you get what you need if you get everything you need from your mom and dad i think that's beautiful (laughs) (laughs) and i honor that and but the fact that i get some things from my mom and dad and some things from my friend aaron and michael who i spend thanksgiving with every year in their apartment with a bunch of other faggots you know it's just like (laughs) that doesn't seem sadder to me it's not a lesser no it's not a lesser experience of family it's just you get what you need from different people sometimes and and that's sort of where i'm at so it was tough at the beginning but you know i think as i got older i I really called their bluff a lot i think because there was a, a time when they were sort of like we don't want to be a part of your life if that's Mm. the life you're living mm. and then i was like okay bye yeah <laughs> and, do, you, uh, do you have siblings as well i have two older siblings my older brother is also gay oh uh, mine wildly. too <laughs> yeah but he's biological to my okay yeah and i have a joke it's full disclosure <laughs> i'm just doing the bit where i just i'm like i feel so bad for them because they really hedged their bets there like yeah. they got they made one they like got one off the rack and they both turned out gay um, and then I have an older sister who, God bless her and thank God for her, is like the normal kid. In the yeah. It's yeah. the one kid. Like if they didn't have they got her, one. <laughs> like I just would feel so, so bad for them. They got yeah. one who married a youth pastor and is just pumping out babies wow. and is like very cool. And I love her. And like oh, that great. is, you know, she's great. But yeah, I, I'm just like so thankful that yeah. <laughs> she at least for one. their sake. Yeah. For their sake, yeah. That's so funny. Um, you've moved a lot in your life. I think mm-hmm. so you moved from Illinois to Chicago to New York mm-hmm. to LA. Are you finding yourself moving around for work or like is it um, are you following the work? Or are you trying to look for something more specific? Yeah, I mean, I always am going towards where I think I can make, you know, where mm-hmm. I can do the work and get paid for it yeah, the yeah. best. And I grew up outside of Chicago and Chicago was sort of a natural fit. I, I started out doing theater and mm-hmm. Chicago is an incredible theater city okay. in the U.S. I respect it and I was there for a while. And that's where I started to like dabble in stand up. And if you want to do stand up comedy in yeah. the U.S., the sort of mecca is New York. It's okay. the best yeah, place yeah. in the world, quite mm-hmm. frankly, to do stand-up comedy. And I got to this point where I was sort of like, comedy felt like a hobby, but it felt also mm-hmm. like this could never be a job for me. Like yeah. Just, yeah. I'd never be taken seriously enough mm-hmm. or like it, this is just a means to an end to something else, to acting or writing or whatever. And then I really fell in love with it and I would visit New York and do these shows. And uh, yeah. this producer in New York who's a booker and she's, her name's Marianne Ways. I'll shout her out because she changed my <laughs> life. I did her one of her shows with, and it was like Wyatt Cenac. I was mm-hmm. opening for doing Wyatt's an act show and she was like hey do you like doing this and I was like yes I love it and she's like well you're good enough to move here so you should just move wow. so I like a month later picked up all my shit and moved to New York right. and stayed there for where, where have years. you been the longest out of all these New York, New, yeah. York. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. New York for five-ish years like a little over five years and now I've been in LA for over a year mm-hmm. New York LA is very Melbourne Sydney like, <laughs> okay. like, yeah. like yeah. Yeah. in New York you can just sort of like walk out your door and there's a 10,000 mm. interesting things that you can do yeah. at any given time LA you really have to live there and sort of know the lay of the land and yeah. sort of know your spots and have your people otherwise you're just sitting at a different Starbucks or Seven Eleven, you know, because it is. And people go for hikes in LA. Yeah, and yeah. it's yeah, it's a little bit more. Oh, yeah, up that's there. what you see on Instagram. The weather is great. I do appreciate that. Like Chicago and New York, very cold places. I was sort of done with that. Like I was planning on moving back to New York after I got done writing on this show okay. called The Other Two on Comedy Central, mm-hmm. the gay show. I was. It was like December, and I was in a speedo by a pool, and I was like, <laughs> "No, fuck this. <laughs> I deserve this." Yeah. Um, so I stayed, and I like it. It's um, it's a slower pace. 
kind of city to live yeah. in and that by virtue makes it very easy for a, yeah. a stoner boy like me but um <laughs> i do miss new york and i yeah. come back a lot which oh, i think good. new york is a better city to visit in any case for sure melbourne is like the mecca of gay podcasts <laughs> so if you're planning your next stay there's a joke of yours that i've stolen so we can copyright. fight out for it later but you've said you knew you were gay before you knew you yeah. were asian I really like that your comedy addresses some of the more sensitive issues in the LGBT community now, especially around race and discrimination. You know, it's funny. I'm working on doing bits about discrimination within specifically within the gay community on stage right now in Melbourne. And I've had a lot of roadblocks. Lots of yeah, people really. don't want to hear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think to an extent, it's kind of like when people say just doing drag is kind of a political statement in and of mm. itself. Yeah. And like being in the spotlight and being public as a gay Asian male is kind of representing a part of the culture. Yeah, no, I mean, that it's true. And it's interesting because like, I don't get the benefit of not being a political comedian. I don't consider myself sort of intrinsically that way. Like my bits are all very, I think, stupid. And like my brain is, is, is like a hot idiot, you know? And like, it's obviously I'm savvy enough to understand how I'm doing that. But I think if I were doing the kind of jokes that I do in a white straight cis male body Mm. it wouldn't be considered political at all yeah i mean i've had like people come up to me after in melbourne and i think it's melbourne because it's very crunchy and progressive and like we're woke and like this woman came up to me the other night after the show and she was like it's so brave that you do these gay jokes in front of like such a large straight audience it it was so interesting to me because i was like they're jokes about come they're jokes about coming yeah and then it goes into a joke about the possibility of making a woman come and it's like those are experiences Experiences that if I put them on paper and like gave them to a straight woman to read, it yeah, would yeah. read. Or some, quite frankly, some of the stuff about me coming, any straight comic could do too. And it's so interesting that it's like, oh no, you're bringing my identity yeah. <laughs> to it oh, yeah. in a yeah. way that is like I'm not even putting out there sometimes. And like I'm very proud. Like people are always like, do you mind? being called a gay comedian or a gay Asian Mm, comedian or any of those things. And there are a lot of gay comedians that I know who are like, no, I'm just a comedian. Just call me a comedian. And I get that for the reason I just said, where it's like that point of view is not necessarily playing into every joke that Mm, I write. But then for the last like what, like century of comedy, give or take um, (laughs) several decades, gay comedian has been a pejorative thing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's been sort of like, well, they're just a gay comedian. It's like, yeah, if you mean gay comedian to be like, killer comedian who crushes all over the fucking world with this material yeah, then yeah, awesome. yeah totally. you know yeah. like somebody andrew on who wrote and directed spa night this great movie about a gay korean guy in a spa um <laughs> that's on netflix Makes i don't sense. know if it's on yeah. netflix in, in australia <laughs> but he said i mean they asked him about this they're like do you care that your movie is put under the lgbt section on netflix and he was like yeah that section has always been a joke like oh that's wasn't babadook bad... under that yeah. section yeah. for like yeah. the horror movie? yeah but like they were like he was like yeah that section's always been a joke like oh those bad gay movies that go straight to dvd are now straight to that section of netflix he's like but if some kid is looking for an lgbt movie and sees Mm -hmm. mine and it's like I know it's a good movie why the fuck should I care if it's in that section and that's sort of how I feel about being labeled that way it's like I know I'm good and if some gay kid wants to find me that (laughs) way then by all means it is interesting because you do hear it more it's reflected back 
to you. Yeah. The comments that we get from the show and stuff oh, like yeah, that totally. is always yeah. like, oh, it's really great that you're doing this and like doing yeah. that as a biracial yeah, yeah, gay yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I was, I'm doing the show as an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, just as that was the role I was doing. <laughs> I didn't yeah. realize, and it's hard to separate it at, at some stages, but I did want to ask about how you felt not to get political, but mm-hmm. how you felt about the LGBT <laughs> community's treatment of specifically Asian males, I guess. Mm. There's a fetishizing yeah. there that I never knew about until I came out and got grinder and realized, yeah. oh, I'm this object mm-hmm, to people, yeah. as well as the flat-out discrimination as well, being like, why the fuck are you messaging me? Yeah. It says no Asians on my thing. Yeah. you'd be like, oh, but I'm just a person, so... And there, it's sort of... um. It's sort of fruit of the same tree, isn't it, right? Yeah. Like, because the reason I think some guys are so aghast at the idea of hooking up with an Asian guy is because they have these ideas about Asian men that are more feminine and uh, small dick and uh, subsur- like sort of interest, you know, all of the stereotypes about Asian men sort of mm. revolve around masculinity. And then yeah. you have guys who fetishize us. Because there's a difference, like, if you like dark hair and smooth bodies, then babe, get on board. You know, like, <laughs> I got it. And oh, like, Lord. but also like, you probably like Mexicans and like any of the mm. uh, the other races that have, and that's great. Like, if it's a purely a aesthetic thing i don't have an issue with guys who are like i tend to be attracted to asian men because that category whatever Mm -hmm. but then there is a subsect of like guys who i would say it is a fetish where it is about the same Mm -hmm. shit that makes us repellent or the idea of asian men repellent Mm -hmm. to other gay men that's what sucks about it and sometimes i do think that rice queens um we all know that that is a global term (laughs) correct correct. okay great um they bring a certain entitlement to it like i never get more anger from someone i've ignored on an app than a rice queen really yeah (laughs) always and i think it is this thing of any like quote-unquote chaser of whatever you uh, it is i think there is this like power dynamic that they are aware of of like you should be thinking your lucky stars Mm -hmm. that i'm even paying attention to you yeah Yeah. totally so what how dare you ignore me and that is like what grosses me out i think about it and that's what's so hard to make funny Mm, (laughs) it's so it's like that's the toughest part about making jokes about this specific phenomenon because Mm -hmm. it's like i know intellectually what i want to say i have no idea how to frame it as a joke yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) how are you finding dating in australia have you been on any of the apps while you've been here oh yeah i mean like (laughs) all the apps constantly (laughs) like excuse me i have to check my messages and um, also do do you you get fans like chasing you on the app (sighs) okay i have a couple things to say yeah yeah whole question um a i love australia uh-huh. especially the coastal cities of australia because there are so many of us here mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many of us and it is like i remember last year in melbourne like ex- having this experience of like oh i didn't feel like mm-hmm. everything i was doing was being like pathologized as like an asian person doing that because there are so many of us here it oh, did yeah. feel like it was <laughs> i just felt like i yeah. was like oh i'm just another one you yeah, know and like yeah. I, ne- I i so rarely get to feel that way and that was nice and so there there is a lot of guys, I think, especially the guys who su- sort of grew up around here. And you experience that on the West Coast in mm-hmm. America as well, because that's where a lot of I think the longest generations of Asian settlers have mm. been on the West Coast. And mm-hmm. so you just have people who grow up and aren't. it isn't a thing of like, oh, I'm suddenly attracted to an Asian guy. That's weird. Or, oh, I'm yeah. only attracted to Asian guys. It's just people who like grew up around Asian people. Yeah, and so they're just it. normal. They just that's like, crazy. They just, like treat yeah. you like a fucking normal human being. And it's not, yeah. it's not something I have to think about. And I find that to be the case mostly in Melbourne and Sydney. I've liked 
that like I, I I am on all the apps I will say like I don't know what your guys's mm-hmm. thoughts on this are but I am an ignore is a response um, right, yeah. Uh, no response is a response. No response yeah. is a response. Because here's my thing. I find it deeply humiliating every time I message someone and they're like, thanks, but no thanks, or thanks, you're not my type, or any yeah. variation, of, yeah. or even just a thanks with a period. I'm like, uh, I didn't need that. Oh, I actually yeah, would have yeah. forgotten that I had messaged yeah. you. Uh-huh. If, like, if you'd never sent anything back, this is not real life. This is yeah. the mm-hmm. internet to me. Mm-hmm. And so I ignore. And sometimes, like, people I'll get, get very angry. Oh, people yeah. will get angry. Angry, but yeah. then I'll, I'll sometimes I'll get like a hey like t- this week I got like a s- couple of messages in a row just like some reach mm-hmm. backed out and I get it and mm-hmm. then the fourth or fifth oh, no. one was hey. like hey by the way great <laughs> job at your show tonight um, oh, yeah, I'm a fan and it's like well now fuck I feel like I've been like, gotcha yeah. you know because then I always do if someone leads with hey I'm a really big fan of yours I'm always like, hey, thank you so much, or hope to see you on the show. Or like, yeah. I am polite to people who know who I am because yeah. like, I'm not a fucking idiot. And I'm also like, there, there's a different context there. Yeah. But like, <laughs> to, for you to like drop it in the middle, I'm always just like, <laughs> oh, fuck, now I do feel like an asshole. So yeah. I'm like, oh, thanks for coming. And then they want to continue and the conversation. Like, yeah, this is the end and it's like, no, so this is not. Yeah. Like, I learned uh, the, the phrase um, recently, chuckle fucker. <laughs> Have you? Chuckle fucker. It's like a groupie for comedians yeah oh. i have heard that i think it's hilarious less common for gay comics <laughs> okay I think. Is it, yeah um, chuckle fucker. there are a lot of chuckle fuckers are usually we're sort of referring to these women who sort of like will hang around and fuck like very funny but very ugly guys well, yeah okay. what's with that straight male comedians are like straight male comedians get away. I've had, actually you know what's wild is that like this there's a straight male comic who threw shade at me and another gay comic because like we post like thoughty mm. pictures on our Instagram oh. on occasion. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, it's just not, he's like, that's not comedy. And it's like, it's, I'm sorry. I have like a life outside yeah, of this profession. Not everything yeah. that mm. uh, every ounce of my output doesn't Absolutely. have to be a fucking joke. And also I'm sorry that I can't look like garbage and still get <laughs> fucked. Like, yeah, I, like must be nice. you have this, like I, the, for whatever reason, there are worms in certain straight mm. women's brains that make them attractive to guys for reasons that are I can't <laughs> figure yeah, out it's weird. but the worst thing though is when I will get hook up with someone on an mm-hmm. app post-coitally they'll like turn over and be like <gasps> no. by the way by the I loved way. you on court uh, and it's like uh, don't how dare you I feel lied <laughs> to I feel dirty. lied to it just makes me feel so strange yeah um, that would but, be very weird yeah so there's some good tips if you want to fuck yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah I just <laughs> gave I gave you all the steps all the yeah. steps <laughs> one of my friends actually hooked so up with me <laughs> <laughs> they got in <laughs> she's a oh no straight <laughs> cis woman and she dated a comic who was about 10 rungs below her no. like attractive wise I, I couldn't figure it out I thought it was like it is some weird yeah. it's the it's the thing. wildest thing and it does make the whole like incel mm. phenomenon so strange because it's like you can't get laid like there are some ugly ass dudes getting laid yeah. and you know why whenever I confront one of my girlfriends about it they're always like He's really nice. And it's like, that's how low the bar is set for you? Like, yeah. he's nice? What happened to you? Oh. Like, what? The patriarchy has done a number on some women. <laughs> yeah. Um, We've talked about your comedy. You're an actor as well. Um, you starred opposite Susan Sarandon. Mm. Oh, that's Ooh. the first time on record I've ever pronounced that surname properly. <laughs> <Sarandon>. Correctly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Why are> <laughs> Guest starred on Shrew. 
And I'm very excited because Search Party is officially my favorite it, television show it's of all time. Brilliant. I'm really good friends with Charles um, and Sarah who created yeah. the show. And doing that little guest like arc on that show, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm on my favorite show. Because it's insane how can, smart that show is. Can so you cool. spoil, has filming wrapped on that? Yeah. Oh, it wrapped in, it's, it's going to come out, I think early summer yeah, in amazing. the US. I don't know when you guys, when you fuckers get it. <laughs> we just steal it. Yeah. We just steal it. We don't pay for <laughs> TV shows here. So it's probably incredible. It's like a modern twist on mm-hmm. like a Hitchcock kind of story. but okay. with It's millennial. so funny. Okay. That's the thing is that like, I watch a lot of comedy sometimes for work and, and also because I, you know, I like to watch comedy. I'm a comedian. But um, <laughs> it's one of the rare shows that I actually laugh out loud. Like most shows now, I'm so desensitized to comedy. I'm like, that's that's funny. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah that is yeah, funny. Totally. Um, but Search Party like just makes me laugh so hard sometimes, and it's oh god, it's a delight. Yeah, that's great. And they're really bad people. Yeah, <laughs> you feel and so. It's diffi- sane, honestly, like- it's difficult to do that kind of show now because there are so many shows about bad people. Yeah, that it's like overwhelming. But this one somehow like f- has cracked the code for yeah. me. Nice. It really does work. There is an actual question. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just wanted to talk about Search Party for a bit. So when you first moved to Chicago, you actually auditioned for the role of Chinese, I'm doing quotes, Chinese food delivery boy. Many times. Five, yeah. times, five times in one year. Oh, um, yeah. But I, I feel like we're seeing a lot more diverse roles yeah. on TV. Mm-hmm. Have you felt a shift in the industry in terms of auditionings and offers and things yeah, like that? Yeah, I mean, definitely. It's definitely changed. It's not fixed yeah. by yeah. any means. But I mean, you know, I just got cast in this Cal Penn pilot for NBC in the US and I got cast as like a, a hot, dumb, straight guy. Hot uh, piece. Well, actually, like, <laughs> I don't actually know of the character. I mean, I've certainly made the character gay. <laughs> like, I'm bringing it um, to the Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what the writers have in mind. Um, but if the show gets picked up, I mean, it's... But anyways, it's just like to be playing like the hot dumb one in a group yeah. in a hangout comedy is not an option I ever thought was for <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah. You know, because like usually we're the nerds or we're the smart ones or we're quiet or we're et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And like this guy is just like loud and mean and dumb. And like that's me, <laughs> you know, it's like finally representation. But yeah, the, the auditioning process, it's much more interesting. And I think that's because because a you know people we've sort of proven that there's a thirst for you know a a sort of wide range of representation but i think like for me i mean part of the reason i started doing stand-up was because i did not see myself reflected in these parts that i was being called in for even the ones that weren't chinese food delivery boys it was just like all sort of the same sort of thing and like and i was like this isn't me and so you know i started doing stand-up because i was like this is a a version of an Asian person that I recognize Mm -hmm. because, you know, I am that person. And like Mindy Kaling and like Mm -hmm. Aziz and like a lot of other people who sort of had to come in the side door and create and be advocates for themselves, like that part on The Office would never have been written for an Indian American woman. No, not at all. Um, The way that Mindy did it. But it's because Mindy brought that to that character Mm -hmm. and wrote that character for herself that it became this like weird, goofy, hilarious thing. I mean, yeah, it's incredible. (laughs) And like, (laughs) honestly, that was like such an inspiration to me to start doing comedy because I was like, oh, if I'm going to do this, I have to do it myself. And so, yeah, I feel like that has 
been a big part of it is we're seeing a lot of different models of people coming yeah. up and doing that. I mean, John Early is like, I don't. Do you know who he is over here? He's in Search no. Party. He's oh, Elliot, the yeah, Elliot, Elliot yeah, in yeah, Search yeah. Party. Yeah. I mean, he's huge in America. He's sort of our Joel Creasy, if you oh, will. Um, okay. But um, I can't tell you how many parts I go in for that he had to turn down because he's too busy. And it's just like they're also different and interesting. And it's like, mm-hmm. thank God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, thank God he's too famous to do these parts. I can't wait till I can see myself in these roles like i want yeah. more gay asian pyromaniac you know and i think that's true and i think part of that is also being gay that also we've had to create our own roles our own like entertainment and our yeah. own industry in and of itself i feel like guys it's getting better for guys our age but you know guy branham who's an american gay comic has said this and it's i found it to be very true and it's mostly true of like the generation sort of just above us and beyond but like he says unless you are a go-go boy or a drag queen gay men do not want to see you perform yeah and 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 it's because like unless we can completely sexualize you or completely desexualize you when you're in drag you're dressed up as a woman we don't know how else to relate to other gay men in that capacity capacity because we just mm-hmm. didn't grow up we are lucky i think we were sort of right in the time where we have sort of a frame of reference for what it's like to see ourselves in some ways on screen and i hopefully it'll be much better for the kids below us but i i've never bombed harder than in front of gay audiences yeah, yeah. yeah. because like they just don't it's they're ruthless. not there for so oh, judgmental yeah. yeah and there is this like pathology of like i'm funny yeah <laughs> <laughs> I can everybody that. everybody's in the audience like Mm. All my coworkers I, say I I'm the that. funniest assassin's <laughs> one. So That's like I my conversation at brunch. Yeah, exactly. No, I literally that. And so I think that is true. Like that's why you we judge things. I think so harshly. And there's reasons to bring up problems with looking or love Simon or call me by your name mm. or what have you. There's lots of problems with all those projects. But I think part of it comes from like us not knowing how to watch ourselves because mm. we're yeah. not. We're so used to queering other movies. We're so used to watching like movies about two women and just being mm. like that's ours you know yeah. <laughs> like mapping our own experience onto these other narratives for so yeah. long that when it is our narrative it's like that doesn't look like me that's <laughs> yeah. like. and so we reject it full force and Absolutely. i think it's it's going to be interesting to see totally. how that that was like evolves. x-men for me yeah. Yeah. x-men yeah. was just like no that character's gay joel i just wanted to say a big big thank you for coming in this thank evening it's been lovely chatting with you now joel kambusa is appearing at the Melbourne Comedy Festival with the last shows this weekend. So jump online and grab those tickets. Um, so where can people find tickets? Where can people find you online to follow you and stalk you? And <laughs> uh, They can find tickets on the Melbourne International Comedy Festival website, cool. whatever that is. Google it. You have that in this country. <laughs> and then uh, you can follow me on all social at I Hate Joel Kim. Oh, on Insta and Twitter. Great. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you so much. So much. It's been I, a hoot. I took a half an Adderall like four hours ago, so I'm <laughs> sure it. that's why I was talking so fast and also so articulate. Uh, <laughs> and that's a wrap, everybody, for this three man episode. We had laughs, we had serious talks. We had a fourth yeah. for a while. We, we, yeah. <laughs> we had our amazing guest, Joel Kim Booster. Check yes. him out at the Comedy Festival Saturday night and Sunday night. The hits yeah. keep on coming. Yeah, they, it was hilarious. Yeah. Really, really nice. Also, don't forget to follow us on all of our socials as per usual oh. at the Gays Are Revolting Pod on Instagram. Or you can join our lovely, lovely Facebook group where we just post a bunch of crap all the time. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and also, if you haven't yeah. given us five stars, 
do yeah. that. This is probably the time to do it for no particular reason. Just, just do the five stars I think in the review. Today is the day you <laughs> should leave the us day. five stars. <laughs> yeah. yeah, another week down. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, all four of us will be back Yay, next reunited. week. Reunited for yeah. another. The four horsemen of the apocalypse. Of the gay apocalypse. <laughs> the gay and I have something fun to talk about next week. Oh, so we have, just a have to listen on in. Topic. <laughs> I'll give you a clue. Ooh. It's about my pain. So Your pain. excited. <laughs> Pinot Noir. <laughs> Listeners just went up by like 20% uh, yes. bing, bing, bing. the next week. We'll post pictures too. Yeah, yeah. we will. <laughs> join the groups. Woo. Yeah, join the group. We'll see you all next time. Bye. 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 <laughs>